And I hit the record button, folks, because, you know, we're a couple minutes in the, in the backstage and I'm already laughing and he's laughing and we might as well let you guys laugh with us. So we're back with another episode of the National Treasures Series 2023. We got Josh from PC Sports Cards. Might be your what favorite a- consignment. Is that, no, what, you want to butt in? Go ahead, please. Well, I was going to say, I've never been called a National Treasure before. You are. I mean, I... I I probably should have got permission from Panini to use that. I, I did not. Um, <laughs> maybe if Panini's hearing this and you want to sponsor the National Treasure Series, that's great because currently the National Treasure Series is sponsored by me. Sponsored by Kate. You could, you could afford it. It's okay. That's it. So, I mean, it's like it's like with Ricky Bobby with the race car, you know? It's like, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm racing for me, right? So that's, that's the deal. So we're just back from National, and I'm talking to people. I mean, look, there are – there are uh, PSA 10s that we talk about. They're borderline 10s. You're a borderline national treasure. I had to scrape the bottom of the file a little bit. But, you're, I mean, you qualify. Technical grade, <laughs> you're there. Like, by technical, a little off-centered, but you fit technical grading. Maybe not, ev- maybe not every grading company, but, like, most of them I would get, get a 10 with, right? You're an HGA 10. We're done. We're, uh, that's it. You're an HGA 10. Finished, right? Tag, you're like a 6.3 or a 638. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they what they got going on there. So you're back and you get to hang out with me, which is good. Talk to me about the national. How many nationals is this for you? Uh, six. Uh, this was my seventh national, I think. Seventh the first national. one I did was it. First one I did was Atlantic City in either 2016 or 17. So every single one after that. And I mean, listen, significant change not only in the national itself but in the hobby since the first time you went. Right. The first time I went, I got my table three weeks before the show. <laughs> something you can't do now <laughs> right exactly i mean this I year, can if somebody's posting it online like a you have a showcase can i rent out your showcase that happens i guess it's against the rules of the show which should be good for it going forward <laughs> I like seriously it. no you yeah. didn't know that what that it's no. against your rules of the show to rent out no, a not, not ours. not ours the national doesn't is tries not to let somebody re-rent space that they rented out the big problem that happened, why the National is, has a waiting list now, is because people realized that it was so cheap to buy a booth that you could rent out your space and make money without even showing up. That they, Instead of getting one booth, they get four booths. They'd rent the rest out. They'd start up $30,000, not even exaggerating, mm-hmm. and still set up. And that's why there's less booth space for people further down the priority list. Well, let me then ask you the follow-up question because you are a National Treasure, although the people from the National are not thinking it right now. Um, should they charge more? Yes. And you would happily pay it. No question about it. Guys, you heard it here first. If you're running the national going forward, start charging these folks more. Do you think that would – go ahead, please. What's going to happen is people that don't actually move product will have to reevaluate what they're doing. Like find out what the aftermarket price is and charge 80% of that, right? So if, if, if on the aftermarket I could rent out my entire booth for five grand, charge four grand, right? So it sounds like what you're saying is the national is no different than the rest of the hobby itself. I mean, Fanatics is coming in and everybody's running around screaming with their hair on fire saying they're going to squeeze out the middlemen. They're going to squeeze out the distributors. They're not going to let the hobby shops take all this product and then sell sell it to the distributors so they can sell it to somebody else. They're just going to go direct to consumer and everybody hates that. Are you, are you telling me? Because they're going to squeeze. They're going to figure out what the secondary market is on something. And so the nationals do the same thing? Yes. I mean – I, I made a lot of money 
through distributors in the last three or four years, getting a case of every product, two cases of every product, it hit my floor and it was out the door within two weeks, within one week, usually pre-sold. And I could buy a product for three grand and sell it for 15 grand without it even getting to my office, right? Was that great for me because I was buying stuff in 2014, 15, 16, and 17? Sure. I think I earned a little bit of it, right? But it's a completely inefficient market, right? And I mean, there shouldn't be that arbitrage opportunity in the world today with how much technology there is. I mean, it's an honest take. I mean, I kind of like it. Here's the, the thing that makes me a little nervous about it from the show perspective you made a very good distinction. It's people who are not moving their product, right? People who, who are not out there making money on their product. The corporate side, they don't have product. They're not even supposed to have product in their booths, and yet they're paying a significant amount to have a booth in there. Do you have any fear that if they raise the price that what you're going to wind up having is more corporate and less you know, card sales, less you know, mom and pop kind well, of dealer? Well, in the corporate area you're not permitted to sell singles, right? right? Same with the breaking area, right? So I think they ha- I think they actually have to do like an economic study. God forbid, you know, you, you do stuff that the whole world's been doing for a long time, right? And you figure out what the right price point is, right? You're going to have more big dealers and less quote-unquote little dealers. But what you're really going to get rid of is the person that has a single briefcase of cards that wants to go set up at a show. Right. And they're actually the ones that sell the least because they just care about what they paid for. They don't have a, a big in general. I'm generalizing. Yeah. I hear right? you. They, they, they usually don't want to take that loss to move on to the next thing. When some dealers, I mean, we're, 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 we're guilty of it. We had cards that we could have sold for market value that we didn't sell because we believe in them. Also, I believe Fernando Tatis is going to come back in value. I believe LeBron James is going to come back in value. I believe these guys are going to come back in value. So I'm not going to sell it. I'm not going to write that loss into the books. That being said, I sold a gold Trey Young Prism Auto and I lost $7,000, right? You don't think Trey Young's coming back in value? I have an RPA. Uh And all right. So you still have some just in case. As the hobby has noted, I'm not the only one that's seen this. Trey Young is the least paid for player on eBay. Yes. His his cards get unpaid more than anybody else. So somebody's giving me cash for that card and I have zero worries about it and they're paying the full comp of the last one that sold, I'm done. It's funny. My- you know, there are players that I hate and I call it an irrational hatred. I guess hate's a bad word, but I used to play fantasy sports. And there was, you, you know, there's this guy who would screw me over, a running back that all I needed was him to punch it in from the one <laughs> Marshawn Lynch style, right? Punch it, and he and he gets stoned on four straight carries, and then fumbles the ball, and I lose the championship because of it. And from then on, I hate Marshawn Lynch, right? And it's an irrational. Sure. Like, oh, I got his card. I'll sell it to you cheap. I hate him. I'll rip the damn card in half. I can imagine a consigner who's got a lot of cards on eBay might have an irrational or maybe irrational hatred of Trey Young because of all the shenanigans. Oh, it's just a frustration, right? It's just like. Oh, wow, this sold for record price. Great. I'm like, dude, it's not going to get paid. Like, there's only <laughs> so many. Know. Let's let's I uncover. Know. Let's solve the mystery. What is what's behind? You actually see who's bidding. What's going on here? It's new zero bidders. It's new zero, two, three, four feedback bidders. They just block one account and start a new one. There's people that just have so much money in it. But, like, it's already down. 
like a blue is like fifteen, sixteen hundred bucks. It's like three hundred bucks a blue prism now, PSA nine or ten, whatever it is, right? And it's just like they won't let it die for some ridiculous reason. It's still dying. Trey Young and his entourage. You think maybe you know they're they're trying to protect the value of his cars? Nah, probably not. It's collecting. If Trey Young is sitting around worrying about that, <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a combo with Trey Young. <laughs> Come on, it's pretty awesome. But I mean, listen, where where that is a fun fun thing, right? Trey Young. It's one of those things you don't think about. So you're at the national six six times. It's big. We've we've talked about how you know maybe they could tweak it and try to get it the, the you know the right way. Overwhelming to you at the table? Were, were there more people coming up to the table? Because overwhelming is a word I've heard a bunch of times already. I wouldn't call it overwhelming. Um, it was busy, yeah. right? We had a lot of a lot of our friends. Like we 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 talk to people on the forums, on Insta, on everything all the time, and we all always get together back at the national, and we have to see each other at the shows because like on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday night, as you know, got events to go to, right? You have to show your face at these events, which we love doing. But, like, you don't get to see your friends and hang out as much as you'd like to. Um, and every time they came up, they're like, I'll come back later when it's less busy. I'll come back later when it's less busy. I'll come back yep. later when it's less busy. Zach and I were waiting. Like, we had two or three people waiting for each of us to look at deals. Oh, yeah. I the, passed a bunch of times. You were in a good, like, entire time. Spot. You were in the spot where you, like, it was a good, like, yeah. go from one room to the next. But, and I saw the polo shirts. Very fancy. Nice polo shirts you had on. But it was too crowded yeah. to come by and, like, bother you, you know? One time you came out and we, we chatted for a minute, which was nice. But you – it was a busy – I felt bad. Like, I felt like, shit, he's got to get back to this. It was busy, which is – which, like, I'm not – it's great that it's so busy, right? And we, we made a lot of deals, um, a lot of trades. We bought a bunch of stuff. We sold a bunch of stuff. I would say all in, all transactions, we did about a half a million dollars of business with Woo! trades, buys, and sells. Maybe more if you added what, what we spent in there. Would you consider um, that was a successful show? So I judge success differently than most dealers. Like we judge success differently than most dealers, right? Yep. We judge success based on customer acquisition, not based on individual deals made. Okay. So our whole thing is we want more consignment, more grading customers. And we picked up, I think, like 30 to 35 new, grade, new grading or consignment customers at the show. Which is it's a good show. We'll see. We'll see what the year brings. But it's it was it was definitely a good show. Um, it was great transactionally. There's no question about that. Busy and a lot of retail. A lot of like people, you know, paying basically you know, ask price. You know what I mean? Which is good. A lot of people paying ask. A lot. A lot of people. More people buying this year than last year. Obviously. Um, very consistent oh, with what we were seeing people bring up to the table to sell and to move. A lot, a like lot of what? people. Give me, give, me, give me some example. A lot, what, what are you seeing the most of? Trevor Lawrence. A lot of fields. A lot of fields. Fields optic hollows. Well, we a, were in. Fields in a lot of people had fields one on ones. There were a lot of fields one on ones that I saw. We were in Chicago. <laughs> I mean, you'd expect yeah. to have more fans people of bought, fields there and selling fields and collectors. I think that I think that people overthought it and bought a lot of fields, thinking that it's Chicago, so they're going to move it, not realizing that dealers are coming from all over. Yeah. Um, but we got a lot of consignment, and we sorted through a lot of the consignment already. And we had like stacks that people submitted for grading, and fields is bigger than every other stack, like because they were dealers that sold. A lot of dealers gave it gave us what they didn't move at the show to cons on consignment, and like the field stack was bigger than the other stacks, right? And I like I actually we have two NTRPAs that are outstanding for um for redemption right now. Mm -hmm. I actually like I like Fields overall. I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's a good fantasy quarterback. He's electric. I don't think the Bears are going to win, which is going to hurt him. But 
No, but he'll he'll have some he'll have some video game type games where he puts up yeah. you know like four rushing touchdowns, a couple passing touchdowns, you know, four hundred yards, um, two hundred fifty yards passing, and one hundred fifty yards, yards rushing. Yards you know? rushing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he, he's good. He's going to be good. There's no question about it. Um, but I also think almost every quarterback right now is almost every quarterback is overvalued. I agree entirely. Right. Except for say like Roger Staubach and Dan Marino and you take retired guys. The only young guy that I think that isn't is Mahomes, right? He's the only young guy that I think is not overvalued. Because he's not viewed as a young guy anymore. You know what I mean? Maybe. I can get into a whole rant about how many less products there were in 2017 versus oh, now. You, listen, also. I'm not disagreeing with you. I happen to – and I hate you know? Mahomes. I am a Raider fan. I hate the Chiefs. Fair. I will never buy the Chiefs. I will never own Mahomes cards for that reason. Another irrational hatred. And it's cost – well, I don't want to say it's cost me money because I might have bought him, you know, at a peak. It doesn't matter. He wins, he wins, he wins. The cards don't don't impact that. The cards, it's it's a it's a funny psychology thing, man. And you probably see it more than most because you see the grading, the consigning. Our hobby is they're gamblers, and people want to be right. And it's almost it's almost more important for them that they find the next one that goes up. Find that one that is a 2x, 5x, 10x is is more important to them than buying them a homes that's something that could double in five years, which would be amazing, right? You're not getting that in the sure. stock market, but people don't care. That's like slow and steady. I talk about like dividend investing. People are like, eh, you're an old man. So no, it's one of those yeah. things. I think that over time, the, the best cards Mahomes have are going to start disappearing from the market. And that's when you'll see exponential growth. It's just going to be how many times are the same cards going to go through the auction houses and get ran and ran and ran and ran until death, right? Pretty so much. you just gotta get through that. You gotta get through that phase. Mahomes can win two more in the next three years. I mean, oh yeah. So <laughs> it's insane how good he is and how much he could win. He could also go out and break his ankle. Correct. Very, very true. And that is part of what's depressing it, and part of what's you know, all right. So listen, I, I ask everybody on these episodes, who are you gonna give flowers to? You know, for the national, you're giving your flowers to Patrick Mahomes, clearly. Um, which is great. Um, you want to give your flowers to uh, Rick Probstein for his successful crossing of Michael Jordan PSA 10s over to Beckett 10. No, that's not. All right, flowers. Who are you giving compliments to? So the first people I'm giving compliments to are my team, right? Not only the, the team Fair. that came with us, because Zach and I flew there and we had two of our guys drive there and they drove through the night on Sunday into Monday to get everything back here early Monday morning to start processing. And we've already started listing consignment cards wow. yesterday from, from the national, which is we're in New York. So we're looking at a 13 hour drive, getting it back, getting it sorted, getting it photoed, written it up. Amazing. Wow. And the team back here while we were gone, none of our customers knew that some of the team was out of the office and they, everybody stepped up for each other. No, so fault. I'm, I'm we actually were listing and shipping more cards with the with two of the guys out of the office than we were in a normal week. It was that busy. I mean, that's valid use of the of the flowers and the compliments, right? I mean, sometimes you're able to do what you're able to do, you know, out there because you know, behind the scenes, the stuff are holding, you know, people are holding it down, you know, at home. People who yeah. didn't even get to make it to the national, maybe rotate, maybe those folks get there next year. I'll give a flower right now to uh Double coverage. You see this little double coverage podcast? It's my friends <laughs> down in Australia because they were not at National. They are in Australia. They were not in Chicago. But I still found a way to leave with a double coverage T-shirt, and I get to wear it and give them a little uh, little coverage, a little double coverage. So I mean, go flower. Yeah. It's a little branding, you know. I mean, the only 
the thing is, I would love to give flowers to people at the show and to say what everybody did that was great. I walked from the entrance to my booth to the bathroom to my booth to the bathroom to my booth to the entrance to the exit. And that, that, I made a little triangle. And that's literally all, all I walked. I didn't, I, didn't walk on the main, I didn't walk on the – I didn't take one step on the main floor of the show. So you didn't get a chance to see like any museum pieces, any like, you know, the heritage booth or Robert Edward booth or like. I went to, I went to heritage once because they have something in their auction that's ending this month that I wanted to see if they had there, but they didn't have it there. Okay. Well, they, so no flowers for you. You didn't have the item that he wanted. Um, I saw two John Hancocks. I've been mentioning this, like actual John Hancock autographs. Like, you know, not like I saw someone's John Hancock. I saw John Hancock's John Hancock twice at the show, which That's is pretty cool. amazing. Um, and it makes for a funny little line as well, right? <laughs> so, listen, how do you fix that or do you care about fixing that? Like, is it just you go in there and you say, you know what? My experience at the show, this is what makes me a national treasure, is that I'm going there to meet people. And I meet people by being at my booth. And I can provide customer service and it's so busy. I have to be there and I just have to, you know, understand that, you know, while this is a massive show and there are cool pieces and people to see and people to talk to, I'm just not going to be able to do it. Do you just kind of go in there resigned to that? To a degree, yes. We need to bring one or two. We, we probably could bring one or two more people to the other shows, but I still don't think that would get a separation. I mean, we saw you at the yeah. um, arena club with yep. – jeter which was awesome but like that's our getaway right our getaway is to go to something like that and be there for an hour grab some food and head right back to the show how do i do, how do, I, do? I haven't seen any of the video footage you know in the, it's like a blur while it's you know it's just i get do it and i move on to the next thing i mean you know, right, right? You, you asking how you did is like michael jordan saying how did i play in this game i appreciate that that's good i'll take you're that a copy. national treasure i'll take that i'll take <laughs> i'll take it by the way and i'm not i don't know when i'm publishing yours but I've recorded a lot of these. No one's given me any flowers. So that's as close <laughs> as anyone's come. So I'll take it. I'll take it. That's, I'm going to treat that like you gave me the flowers. I'll take it. No one's kissed up that badly yet. So, uh, I mean, look, come on. You got to love this hobby. We, I mean, you're in this and, you know, you're, you've made a really successful business out of it. And I'm not, I'm not saying there's any luck or anything. You work your ass off. So let's just get that out straight, right? Appreciate you that. have good rates. You built a good business. You're built on customer service. You're doing the right thing by the people. That's why more people will come. That's why people, you know, will trust you with their cards. But at base, Look what you you got a jambalaya behind you. You got some Kevin Garnett rookies that I can see. I, I see an EX. I see some credentials. I see a, a Giannis. I see an RPA that looks like you know, a Nike swoosh tag. You got a little jambra. You got helmets. Like, think of what you're doing and you're you've turned it into a living. Like I haven't been able to turn it into a living yet, but hell, I got a dinner with Derek Jeter. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's an interview, basically. Question and answer. I mean, like that's that's amazing stuff, and that's all because of the hobby, right? I mean, that is cool stuff. It's really cool. I mean, I will say that I will confirm that Derek Jeter's a liar. Because oh. he, claims that, he claims that he's six three, and I'm taller th and I'm taller than him, and I'm not six three. I'm like six so two, bordering taller six three. than I thought he was. Because I'm he's six I'm two, six three, almost six one. I tell people I'm six foot tall because I'm like six foot three quarter inches, so I round it down. Sure. And he, I would say six two. Like he, he he's six yeah. one and a half. So like, he was definitely taller than me, which surprised me. I mean, me. if he's six three, I'm six four. So I'll take it. I'm not gonna <laughs> complain about it. Yeah, this is. Yeah. There you go. You're six four. Congratulations. Look what you got. Flowers <laughs> for you. You're Still very can't dunk. 
Well, so looking forward, anything you're taking to Cleveland that you learn from this show, anything that you saw at this show that you hope they bring to Cleveland, anything you hope they change when we move forward to Cleveland next year? I mean, I've said, by the way, more garbage pails or clean the garbage pails more often because it's just that you walk past and I couldn't throw shit out. It's just like that's how it is every year. Yeah, it's been it's been like I mean, and it's record record crowds every year. I mean, this year they said a hundred thousand plus people came. Twenty, they said they broke the arena. They broke the Anaheim record from nineteen ninety one. That's crazy. Um, from a from a perspective of a seller, yep. it just it, it reinforces the same thing that I always say when I'm when I'm getting stuff for the show. Hall of Fame autos under five hundred dollars. That's what sells the most, right? Superstars what, under five hundred dollars. Any. Maybe we, we we sold everything. We sold all sports. We sold baseball, basketball, football, soccer, and hockey, like one, Pokemon. I have a video up on my page. It's like it's it's pinned, so you guys can see this. It's the second video. It's got like ninety thousand views. Where I say lessons learned at the show, and somebody was trying to get thousands of dollars for a Burrow auto, and then there was a Joe Montana auto, like a sticker auto for like one hundred fifty bucks in a showcase, not moving and not getting any interest. At this show, that's the kind of thing that would sell. Uh sticker auto maybe not, but like. I, I'll tell you, I made a trade with somebody, and I picked up a lot of those kinds of cards, and they they moved like like wildfire. The other thing that I'm gonna do at the next at the next shows, and I'm gonna I'm te- I have two things I want to test mm-hmm. from from a from a dealer perspective. Number one, every time I sell a card, I'm gonna fill the spot. A lot of dealers, and us included, think that having empty spots psychologically makes people think that you're selling cards, so they're gonna come talk to you. Mm-hmm. I think psychologically, it makes people think they missed the deals, so they're not going to deal with you. So I want to test it. I'm Can I give you it. one more other benefit that you get from having every spot filled at all the time? What's that? People see more cards? You prevent leakage. You now know sure. that if there's a missing spot, it's not because somebody sure. stole a card from you. You know, If you see a missing sure. spot, it's because you got to replace it. You just sold it. If you have nothing missing, you know that your, your inventory is there. It's just one yeah. of those eye things. It makes it easier. Sure. It makes it quick. Quick, when like if I got to go to the bathroom, I come back and I wasn't there. I could see that's the good idea. Yeah, missing card. The, yeah. The other thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna make a showcase dedicated to pickups from the show, whether they're trades or purchases. So I pick something up, it's gonna go in that showcase, so people will see. Hey, we got this. It's twofold. Number one, we're looking to buy that kind of stuff, right? So if right. you see me having Otani, Judge, Fields, Herbert, Burrow, whatever in that showcase, and you have the same kind of thing, you know that I'm making kind of deal with that. And from a buying perspective, in theory, I'm pretty good at what I do. So you know that that's something that I could – that's not like stale inventory that I'm into for too much. Right. So de- right. deals can be made. So you don't so those buy, are, it's like It's like uh, – uh, it's good advertising. It's like, hey, you make an offer on it. I just picked it up. I know what I'm I mean, into I, it for. You know, We can figure it out. I yeah. bought a card for 125 I sold it for 175 at the show. I bought two cards for 500 I sold them for 700 at the show. You know, like I'm fine moving cards, making money and moving cards, moving on to the next thing. Like to me, it's like cool. That just increase if, if something like if those deals like purchases at the show sold to pay for my booth and everything else is is gravy, then it's worth yeah. it. Give me right? a good example so, of the the one of like a cool item, something that you didn't expect, something that walked up to your table. It, it could be something you passed on, um, or something you bought. Wow, I stumped him. You picked up so much stuff that you can't, you know, think of any specific. Dude, one. I, I saw so many cards 
Like, so <laughs> he, many did you cards. Did buy any fields? I mean, people were trying to push fields on you. Did you buy any didn't fields? Buy any fields. fields? No fields? Didn't, buy, didn't buy any fields. Um, I got... I mean, there's one card that I ended up getting that I'm keeping. That, got, this was the next. Yeah, give me something that's a PC. A, that custom, a, a customer consigned a bunch of stuff with us. Like, we probably came home with like 25 or 30 two rows full of consignment cards. Uh-huh. That's a lot of a lot of cards. Yeah, a lot of cards. And I saw this when they were consigning, and then I had to have it when it came in. So, can you see it? I see Duncan. See. It's Duncan and Robinson, and half of it's a refractor, and the other half isn't. On purpose, or that's a mistake yeah, on the card? Yeah, it's a 1999 finest double feature, non-refractor refractor PSA 10. So Robinson's a refractor, and Duncan is not a refractor. I mean, that's great just because of Rob. I mean, Duncan's just not a refractor personality. It's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Spurs fan. I'm a Spurs fan. I'm a Duncan collector. I'm a David Robinson collector. I wore number 50 when I played high school basketball. My, my bar mitzvah theme was the Twin Towers for Robinson and Duncan. Like it all makes sense. So, wow. so, like, what was the portion? Just, what was the what was the Torah portion? Oh, I don't remember. Come on, I got I screwed the whole thing up. I didn't pay. I, I, I'm not really what you call a good Jew. <laughs> I don't know. People would people would beg to differ. You know, it sounds like you're doing okay for yourself. That's just because I'm cheap. Oh, I mean, oh <laughs> wow. I am not touching these at all. Not touching. <laughs> You can try, but I'm not. I'm not going for it at all. So, I mean, that's cool. How about something you sold? Something that you know moved from the table? Maybe that you weren't expecting to sell, or just a cool card? You know that that you were able to maybe get into a collector's hands, and you were like, okay, this is a, this is going to an end user. This is going to somebody who's a fan of this player. So, not a deal I made, but a deal Zach made. Close Zach enough. Picked, company. Zach, Zach picked up uh, Moss credentials of six. Randy Moss credentials of six. Yep. Two years ago, and one of one of the guys has been reaching out to us legitimately for two years, trying to get this card. We call them. A and after, after a six-hour over three-day negotiation, wow, the deal is done. So he got his card. Um, he's super pumped. Zach got a good value on it, but it was a fair deal. What it, it wasn't out of control. Mm-hmm. Um, it it. It could have been a lot worse because he, this guy was not leaving the show without this card. Right. But um, it's really nice to see collectors get the cards that they want. Right? It's, it's really fun to see that. And from somebody who has it who's not going to really rake them over the coals for it. Because you guys, you'll do the right yeah. thing. You'll make sure that it's somebody who leaves happy. Because, look, you know, if you screw the person over, they start telling the story what they what they told to other people, other collectors, like, wow, you know, that I'm glad you got your car, but they really didn't need to like really charge you all that. Now, instead, it's like, all right, these guys did right by a collector. That it, it, it matters. It's like when it's like when you're in sales and you just destroy somebody when you're selling something, and you know they're never going to come back to you. Our whole business is built on referrals and reputation, right? Our entire business is built on that. So why ruin it over five grand? You know, yeah. like it's just ridiculous. So. Much happier to make a good deal, make everybody happy. All I got in this world is my my name and my bowls. I don't break either for anybody, right? It's like, what does he say? My bowls on my back, Tony Montana. <laughs> my bowls on my back. I changed it for you with a name. 
Well, I got my name. And you're right. I mean, like, you know, it's just one thing. It sullies the name. So so I'll give you kind of an out on this one if you don't have an answer, and then I'll let you go because you, sir, are a national treasure. Hell yeah. um, it is a suggestion for something to have at the uh, at the next national. You've been at six now. Something, you know, or you could just make fun of this because, you know, I, I can just that. picture it, right? So someone's suggestion was they should have massage chairs. You know, like those mall chairs where, you know, like you put the money in, you know, you sit there and you get massaged and stuff. Could you just picture some of the hobby community in a row? Like the like I would just take the best like meme picture. Like think of the some of the folks who are gonna be sitting in these massage chairs. Well, it's it's like uh it's like when you watch like the World Series of Poker. Yeah. Right? Like these guys are sitting down trying to make a deal with somebody behind them just rubbing their shoulders the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's the same kind of like you know, vibrating in like a Brookstone's chair. It's like field, field. I got the field. Really gonna, I'll trade it for the Trevor. You know, like it's, it's awesome. we uh, <laughs> our space next year is like near this weird ramp that they have. You already know. Taken, you know what your space is in Cleveland already. Yeah, you but we we booked it on the booking days were like Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Mm -hmm. I saw so, there was like a line. I saw a line for the, well, the dealers and well, stuff like that. It goes by priority with like how long you've been setting up. And everybody that was a priority three or lower, half of the threes got a booth, twos, ones, and half of the threes and zeros got no booths. Wow. So we know what our space is, and we may have extra space behind our booth based on how they're telling us it's set up. If we do, we may get like video games or something like that, that back there for people to come and hang out at. But we're not sure yet. Not massage chairs, I can tell you that. Much. So, I mean, that's almost sort of like breaking news, you know, following the national. Hey, breaking news. Da, 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 da. So, so there are people who set up. This shouldn't surprise. I mean, I've mentioned this on a bunch of episodes now. I think the Cleveland floor plan is about 60% of what they had here. So it shouldn't surprise that there are folks who are not good. But you're saying there are a significant amount of people who set up here that did not get booth space. Yeah. And is that corporate too? Or that's a separate thing? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know corporate. I, I think there's the thing with corporate is I think they just make the space smaller in a show like that, right? Like they don't need like 50 by 50. They do like 30 by 30 and they just spread that out a little bit more. And they right? got to do more with less. That's the thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I do like how it's set up. I like how the show is like, I, I like where the entrance is and both directions are good. I don't think there's going to be a lot of bad spots in the show. Um, I like, I like, I really like where we are because I don't think anybody's directly behind us. Um, because of the ramp that's there. So I think we'll be able to have signage that you could see from almost anywhere in the on that side of the show, whether you're at the signers or you're at corporate. So I'm really happy with the space that we picked. I mean, you sound like uh, a couple of the dads I knew in Staten Island back in the day. You know, they used to pick their seat in the restaurant by like, I got everybody's got to be in front of me. I got to be able to watch nobody sneaking up behind me. That's going to be your booth. I mean, like the Hell Godfather yeah. booth. You're sitting, hey, no one, they get no, nothing. <laughs> I get to look at everybody. Nobody's sneaking up on PC cards. Everybody can. I just want everybody to be able to see us, right? Like, yeah. I care more about that. But it's valid. I think. Yeah, I thought you had a good spot this time around. It was a little weird because it was kind of like off the main room and not really in any. But but it was like it was it was part of. Uh, I call it like the canal, right? Like you know, yeah. like it was part of like you know the 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 Panama Canal. Like you get through the you were there, you know, like you were. It was a it, it was it was weird because like it's a whole the whole space where where we were was a whole new area. So we didn't know what the flow was going to be. We knew that we knew that the breakers were going to be in front of us. So like the booths a little bit to the right of me were available when I picked our spot. 
but I picked where we were because I knew that the breakers were going to be right in front of us. Yep. There's there's three things I look for when I'm picking a spot. Just I guess we're talking about it. I want like exposure from like breakers or from um makes sense corp- corporate right. Like, I want to be right? in, where the, where there's going to be action. And then there's two other features of the show that I want. I want a snack bar near me. Don't right? want a snack bar near you. I do. I want a you snack do. bar near me because there's lines of people that just wait there. Mm-hmm. And I want a bathroom near me because there's lines of people going to the bathroom. Yep. So if, if you if you have a bathroom and a snack bar near you, it may get annoying, but there's going to be a ton of people that are going through there, whether and, and they have a better chance of seeing you. We got a little lucky with where it was. I didn't know that there was going to be an entrance into the breakers straight to us. We yep. got really lo- lucky with that. And like a lot of modern dealers ended up in the same section we were, and we were the first one that the people saw. And not only was there food, but there was like a little lounge right near you too, right? Where people were sitting down and like taking a rest, not like but, but like 15 feet away from you to the side. I don't know if you really? even saw it because it was behind there was like a stage kind of thing. Somebody oh somebody yeah, there was like the G there was like the GTS thing yeah, over there. But like right off, like right behind that was yeah. tables. Like and it was like a meeting place. There were a couple of listeners who were like, Hey, I got my family here. Give me and I'm like, where? And they're like, But, but there's tables over here in the breakup. Yeah, like, I'll see you in 15 minutes. I'll come over and say hi to the kids, you know? Why not? The only bad thing about the show was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, that they had no air conditioning. That's a shout out, by the way, to Can Texan, whose family I got to meet over at that GTS table. The no air conditioning was bad. So let's make sure in Cleveland we have air conditioning. But the thing is, that was bad. you know, beggars can't be choosers. The Atlantic City air conditioning was great, but the Wi-Fi was pretty terrible. You know? Well, so, so I so our Wi-Fi was great the entire show. I in heard as you no here. Right. here. This Wi-Fi was fine here. Yeah. But two years ago here, Wi-Fi was terrible in the booth that we had. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I have this conspiracy theory that I think the Wi-Fi was better because we were closer to the breakers. Possibly. I didn't have any problems with uh, with Wi-Fi anywhere you know, as I walked around and stuff like that. But I try not to look at the phone too much, you know, try to take in, you know, what's going on. People are like, I message you. And I'm like, I don't check the, the – I when I'm here, like I, I don't check the IG till I get back to the hotel room. I messaged you. you, I messaged you, and you big brothered me. You're like, oh, I'm too good for that. No, I mean, listen, it's I get 48 messages when I get back to the hotel. I answer them all, but I try to like really be. What do they say? Like, try to be present. You know, I try to be present. It's so so, like I said. So we're like your kids. You're present with us. Yeah, I'm present with you guys. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, you're the present. You are the national treasure, Josh. I appreciate you spending your present is giving me cards for consignment. That's it. I mean, you've now asked a couple times. I'm gonna have to find you some. Okay, I'm gonna have to find you a couple cards. I, mean, I have a heart. Have a, I have a heart. <laughs> win twenty thousand dollars. Have a heart and win twenty thousand. I'm revoking Jeez. your status as a national <laughs> treasure. That's it. You are no longer. You are the weakest link. You know, you're out. That's done. Goodbye. <laughs> Take care. Goodbye. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks for joining, man. I appreciate you spending some time. Thanks, dude. Appreciate it.